Hello and welcome to UPL Insights, a new digital media series from UPL, led by our friends and experts across the African continent. I'm Florent Clerc and joining me today is Patrick Amuyunzu, Commercial Head for East Africa at UPL. Patrick has spent over 25 years working in agriculture in Kenya, which is one of the countries worst affected by the locust crisis. Patrick has been leading UPL's effort to combat the locust infestation in Kenya, borrowing insights and technological expertise from UPL's team in India, where their solutions have proven success. In this episode, we'll be looking at the billions of locusts which continue to ravage vegetation across East Africa and threaten to plunge this vulnerable region into even deeper crisis. We're talking about swarms of locusts stretching thousands of kilometers, the scale of which hasn't been seen in over half a century. These locusts can travel up to 90 miles a day and swarm covering one square kilometer can eat as much in a day as 35,000 humans. If nothing is done, every generation of locusts multiplies by 20, painting a worrying picture for the future of agriculture in the region and making efforts to stop their breeding timely and desperate. The impact of the upsurge of locusts has been worsened by the onset of coronavirus, which communities facing dwindling food supplies alongside the pandemic. With the locusts targeting key staple crops, including wheat and sorghum, the United Nations has warned that millions could face severe acute food insecurity in the coming months. UPL Kenya has been coordinating with governments, development organizations, and other agribusinesses in the region to establish a strong multi-stakeholder response. The Kenya team is working with CropLife Kenya to conduct ground sprays targeting eggs, nymphs and adults in a concerted effort to prevent the swans from expanding further and losing their grip on the country's vegetation and crop. Patrick, welcome to UPL Insights. Do you think this critical issue has been afforded enough attention amidst the coronavirus pandemic and is the infestation continuing to worsen? Thank you, Florent. Uh, yes, uh, this issue to me it has been given sufficient attention that it deserves. Uh, it's just because we have been having big things happening at the same time. So the, 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 the media, the people are, 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 are wondering where, where, is, where is locust, where is COVID. But to me, this problem has been given sufficient attention. If you remember, uh, desert locust is one of the key and most dangerous pests uh, has been acquired uh, by FAO. And being a transboundary pest, uh, whenever it happens, the world, the globe, has to come to its attention and, 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 and develop mitigation uh, ways of how to affect, how to control this menace. So, since the first citation of locusts in this country, that's early in the year, uh, the government moved very quickly to put in uh, measures to ensure that the problem is being addressed sufficiently. 
and then shortly afterwards, I know we had COVID uh, problem and a lot of media attention swung to addressing issues on COVID, forgetting to, lie, to highlight issues on locusts. But the, the issue has been given enough attention as it deserves. Okay, and I believe the last time Kenya was affected by locusts was around 70 years ago. How is this year's crisis uh, so different from uh, the last one? For sure, uh, Kenya being uh, next to the actual this part, we generally call it the Horn of Africa. This part is very susceptible to desert locust infestation. Uh, and this problem recurs very often, uh, about five years, two years. So we've been having desert locust infestation but the levels, the scale has been quite low to warrant any attention. Uh, but why we are saying that now the current infestation has never been seen since 70 years ago, that's true, in the magnitude. But in terms of uh, desert uh, infestation occurring in this part of the, of, the, of, of the world, of the country, this is a, no, it's a, it's a normal occurrence, but the levels have been low. Remember, uh, just 25 years ago, we had a major infestation in Somalia, in Ethiopia, and even that time, uh, a, a number of, of these locusts were blown into the country, but the scale, the levels was, was, was quite low to warrant any, any attention. So, this year, tell me, which crops have been badly affected? What was uh, exactly the impact of uh, this crisis? Yeah, the crisis is coming at a very delicate moment in, in, in Kenya because, you know, this country has two major uh, growing seasons in terms of uh, agriculture production. We have a major season which comes between April and June and the other growing season uh, which comes uh, October, December. Of course, the seasons follow the rain pattern. So this infestation uh, was cited here in Kenya at the start of the year. And therefore, uh, for, for farmers, it was a big issue because a red, red flag, this is the time farmers are preparing their land to, to till their crop. And, and this country being majorly agriculture based, we rely a lot on, on food production to feed to, for, for food security. So that's why the country had moved very, in very, very quickly to see that these locust uh, uh, swamps have been put to control. And the main crops here, we're talking about maize being the staple food in this country. That was a major concern because if we plant maize and then we get swamps of locusts come in and destroy the maize, yet we know we don't have even enough, enough stocks of maize, even from the previous season, to last us the next season. So it was quite a danger. And not just maize, also we have other uh, staple foods that are important to this country, namely sorghum, uh, namely uh, also a variety of vegetables. Uh, you're talking about uh, crops like uh, sugarcane. Uh, so those are the key products. Uh, that were going to be affected uh, in this country. And more so, this desert uh, locust infestation, uh, you know, the northern part of this country, of Kenya, is a dry, a semi-arid area. 
and with, with the wet conditions and warm climatic conditions, it favored proliferation of this infestation. There's a lot of reproduction. And this is an area that is very susceptible to, 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 to food insecurity. And the little projects that have been started by the government, we have got a number of irrigation projects, growing maize, growing sorghum. And this again being a pastoralist area, a lot of these communities rely on, on, on livestock. And when you get an infestation of that magnitude land in your, on your land to eat any green vegetation, then it becomes a problem both in terms of crop production and also in livestock production because even the livestock will not be have the food to, 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 to eat. So that was a major concern and that was we are staring to, to, to famine coming through if measures were not taken in good time to control this problem. So, in fact, we can uh, very clearly understand that this has become a strong food security problem, even uh, jeopardizing the efforts of uh, the governments trying to uh, halt this uh, crisis. Is there a risk that the locusts will spread in other parts of Africa? For sure, every day there's always a risk uh, of, of, of spread of this desert locust to other areas not previously infested. Because if you look at the biology of, of, of this pest, locust, the way they behave, their nature, uh, uh, they like flying in, in groups and, 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 and wind, depending on the weather conditions, they, it, it determines which move, where they are going to fly to. Because even an example in this country, I said we have been having infestation mostly in the northern counties, northern areas. But in the month of April, May, June, we saw a lot of them coming to the other parts of the country, which are not semi-arid but wetter, the, the highly productive areas, because of the wind direction. A lot of winds blew a lot of them coming to other areas, and, and it, it, in fact, it, it, it was really dangerous. We thought now the entire country is going to be affected, but it's just because of the wind, the wind direction. So yes, there is also a danger for the locals to be to, to enter into Uganda. I know the boundary uh, areas of Uganda have the same problem, and then of course uh, uh, they are coming into the country through Somalia, through Ethiopia. So the entire region really it is uh, uh, has possibility of being infested uh, with this desert uh, uh, locust. Right, so uh, the risk is, is still out there. We can uh, understand that, that this threat remains uh, very much present. Uh, can you tell us, uh, as a, a member of UPL, um, what can a, a company like UPL do to collaborate with the governments and uh, global organizations like FAO to help create a strong multi-stakeholder response to these issues? Yes, uh, before I respond to that specifically, I just would like to talk a little bit in broader sense uh, on, on, on how the government has been able to address this issue up to, to date and how as UPL we are trying to get in, in, in trying to assist join other stakeholders in ensuring that this problem has been addressed. Uh, first, uh, the main 
uh, agenda for the government has been to confine, to try to confine uh, this infestation in a particular area so that uh, we don't get the infestation spreading to the other highly agricultural lands. Uh, for now, the government has, and FAO have been very instrumental in, in spearheading these efforts so that uh, as we are talking now, the problem now is in, in about three, four, five counties. And that's now the, our purpose, not to let the locust infestation move out of those particular areas. And what's happening now is because we have got adults, they are laying eggs, they are breeding. Now the approach is to ensure that we are, we are attacking the pest at all levels, at the adult stage, at the egg stage, at the immature stage, so that you don't have the population ballooning uh, and going to the other areas. Uh, so this has been the effort by the government because you remember desert locust is a transboundary pest and FAO as one of the agencies is mandated to work with various governments to ensure that this problem is controlled, is brought to manageable levels. So this has been instrumental and as the industry in this country, agrochemical industry, where UPL is a major player in this industry, in our own ways we've been trying to assist, uh, 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 get solutions on how to ensure that this problem is being addressed. One, but again, this requires multi-stakeholder interventions, locusts, because one is uh, you can wake up today and find a locust have moved to a different area, or within, as you said, within the day they travel miles and miles. So any area has potential of getting infested. The, the, the number one control is identifying where this problem is. And, 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 and farmers on the ground are very key in giving information as where the pests are being cited. So that the, 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 the stakeholders, the government can now intervene and assist them to control this problem. You, we, you, you, you saw previously, at the first time, when the problem was widespread in this country, the locusts getting into farmers' fields, the first inter intervention was by the farmers to go in and, and, and just disrupt, make noise with any kind of pants to chase away the locusts. In the meantime, they have given the information to the government that we have this problem, so that the government can now mobilize the equipment and move into respective areas to control, for better control. So that is what has been happening. Uh, uh, so the first thing was first to, to disseminate information to the farmers. And, and, and as UPL, we're saying that we have to tell the farmers, when you see this kind of problem, a locust coming through, you need to give information to the authorities, to the ministry, so that they can mobilize. That's very key. Somebody, a person without knowledge, will not know what to do. So, citing the problem and communicating in good time to the, to the authorities, that's the number one uh, control effect. And, and because we have, we also give extension service, we have our people on the ground all over the country, uh, we work with the farmers, 
So the, the first mitigation is to ensure that farmers have the knowledge of, of how to control in the, in, the, in the interim and in the long term. In the long term, it's actually the government coming in with, 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 with the solutions, uh, and this is about spraying. Yeah, the, the second bit is now to ensure that uh, uh, the government has the required, the recommended pest control solutions. Uh, if, you, if you realize when this problem started in January, February, and then COVID issues started coming in, there was a big challenge in the government uh, securing or accessing pest control products because the lockdowns meant that, yes, you may have a product, but it's in Japan. How do you get it in this country? And in, in view of the lockdowns of COVID. So there was that kind of delay. But, uh, but because of the resilience the government had and the people around, we had to improvise some, some measures here. As we are waiting for the products to come, it takes time. Uh, we had to look in locally. What do we have available that can be used to put down this pest, this, this pest as we wait for the, the other chemicals to come? Uh, so we had to go out to our farmers uh, uh, because we have solutions here that we had and working with the farmers, we had to give them these solutions and they were able to control at least to, to, to put this pest away from their fields. So that's how we participated in terms of the, at, at the farmer level. Uh, but again, you can chase them away from your farm, but you cannot chase them away all over, in, where, in, in, in pasture lands, in, 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 in the forest. So we thought now, and, farmer, and again, during the COVID situation, the government also found itself in a situation that you needed air, aircraft to come from elsewhere. And in this country, we are getting aircraft from South Africa. Again, that lockdown, issues brought a lot of complications. We did not have sufficient time to get the aircraft here and start spraying. So there was a kind of a delay. So, but, with, 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 but we tried to develop the measures locally and, and as we wait for the equipment to come, for the chemicals to come, we used our homegrown solutions to try and uh, address the issue. But I'm glad to say that so far so good. We are the, the government with the FAO, they have been able to, and remember we also had a committee of, of stakeholders who are spearheading this effort in which Kenya Crop Life is part of it. So we sharing ideas and, 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 and getting to know how we can control it in the best way. So as we are talking now, the problem has been confined in specific counties of this country. It's not all over, but the problem is still there. They are still breeding in big numbers because of the climatic conditions. We have got wet, we have been having wet weather and warm uh, climates, which this favors a lot of produ production of these pests. So as UPL, uh, we went to the ministry to share that, yes, we have some homegrown solutions within here, which we can use uh, and uh, help, you the, to help the government efforts. Because with our slogan of no, board, no borders, no limits, no boundaries. We are able to partner with a number of people in this country. And, and one of our key stakeholders that we've been able to partner with is Astral Aerial. It's a, an aircraft-based company. It owns aircraft 
and now it has introduced drone technology in this country. So with UPL and Aswal uh, uh, Ariel, we are able to go to the ministry and as we are talking now, uh, previously the use of drone technology in this country was limited only to military. But now as we are talking, Aswal Ariel has been licensed to operate drone uh, in this country to, for agricultural use. So we are partnering with them and uh, what our first uh, agenda is to try and use this technology uh, to get into the areas that uh, have been infested by uh, locusts and, and, and use our products with that, with that technology to control uh, locusts in, in the north. Uh, last week we had our first test run with the, the drones technology and uh, it did a fantastic work, fantastic job because we are trying to control, we are hitting the adults, we are hitting the eggs, we are hitting the immature stages at the same time, so that we cut off that ability for the locusts to produce further. So we are hoping that with the drone technology now in place, we'll be able now to contribute substantially to this uh, uh, locust problem in, the, in this country. Uh, I'll be sharing some of the videos uh, that we used last week so that you can see how, how the drone worked and the, the sort of kill we were able to achieve. Thank you so much, Patrick, for uh, sharing with us first-hand information on the growing threat of locusts across Africa and the uh, innovations that uh, UPL has brought on the table to deal and manage this crisis. Thank you for uh, sharing with us this and uh, how UPL is leading to help meet this challenge head-on in East Africa. To find out more about UPL's work with locusts, you can click the link in the description of this video. And you can also subscribe to this channel to follow our full podcast series for the AGRF. Thank you.